Hi, I'm Terry, Instagram's sassy sober mum. Welcome to my podcast, Sober Stories from Everyday People, bringing you stories from people just like you and I. The aim of this podcast is to share our experiences with drinking and how we got and stayed successfully sober. Hello and welcome to this week's Sober Stories from Everyday People. Today I have the pleasure of introducing Louise from South East London, who's here to share her story and tell us all about her relationship with alcohol and sobriety. She's actually turning three years sober in September this year, which is absolutely fantastic. So Louise, I'm hoping that you can uh, give a bit of an introduction and let us warm to who you are and get to know you a little bit. Yeah, so um, I'm Louise. I'm from South East London. Um, I have got two children. Um, They're going to be 12 and 9 next month, which is crazy. Um, I'm married. I've got a wonderful husband. Um, I'm 42, just turned in May. Um, and I, a little bit about work. So yeah, um, I've been, I was, I'm a legal advisor um, for the well, for the past 10 years I was. And for the past four years, I'm a London taxi driver. Um, and I've also done various other, other jobs, but, um, but yeah, that's what I'm doing at the moment. Um, and yeah, and I've been alcohol free for nearly three years coming, well, next month, September the 9th. That's amazing. That's my husband's birthday as well. <laughs> I can have a dual celebration. <laughs> um, wow. So that's, um, that is so fascinating. Taxi driver. I bet you get to see quite a lot of uh, people that are a bit worse for wear. Yeah. Well, do you know what? I don't, yeah, that's, that's the, I don't do the night shift. So I've not, I've, I've managed to dodge that. Um, but yeah, no, I've heard, I've heard many stories of people picking up people from like, central London and sort of Friday, Saturday night spill out. But no, I don't. I avoid that. (laughs) I'll do the early shift. (laughs) (laughs) Can you describe your life with alcohol for us? Um, Yeah. So it's a bit of a funny one, really, because obviously now I'm sort of where I'm at in my journey. I sort of look back and I think it was pretty wild. Um, But at the time, obviously, I didn't, you know, I didn't really see it as a problem or anything. Um, so, yeah, mine was more like sort of party girl, binge, you know, like binge drinker, sort of weekends, sort of binge, similar to your story, really, you know, like just wanted to have a good time. Um, didn't, it wasn't like, I'd say, I, I suppose I did get in a bit of trouble at certain points, but it wasn't like, it affected my work or anything like that or relationships and so it wasn't do you know what I mean I don't know if I'm articulating that right but it wasn't sort of an issue really until kind of I I noticed more sort of when I had children when I turned 30 that was when I kind of become more conscious of it do you know what I mean like drinking Mm. around the kids and things like that Yeah, Um, yeah and that was when I started sort of question I think that was when I started questioning it really like you know, sort of like even um, like family do's and things like that, drinking around the kids. And I'd, like the next day I'd be like, oh, like, why did I do, like, why was I drinking like, around the kids? You know what I mean? It was like, but then I sort of just brushed it off. So, but that was when it sort of started becoming a thing. And then I think as I sort of moved into my 30s, it was, um, that was when I started noticing sort of more like the mental health side of it, you know, like the anxiety and the, and blackouts were quite a thing for me as well. Like that was always, that was throughout the whole thing for me. But I never like see it as a problem. But obviously I know now that that's not okay. Yeah. But yeah, the blackouts and that was something that I experienced. But I've kind of like, I think probably as you can relate, like as I've moved along this journey, I've kind of um, pieced together and understand like why I was having the blackouts now. Like before, I didn't know why I was getting them, but now I know. Um, obviously, like binge drinking is is not is is one of the main things, isn't it? And mm. um, 
so yeah, it was it was it was a it was rocky really to be honest. I mean, I had brilliant times. I always had like really good fun, and and I think now I look at it like sort of it was fun until it wasn't fun anymore, and that's when I started sort of like exploring. I started thinking that I remember thinking, oh, there must be like another way. Do you know what I mean? And doing the same thing every weekend. Not that I was drinking every weekend either. Do you know what I mean? But it was just like a big. It was a social. It's a social glue for me um so yeah I don't know if that made any sense whatsoever but yeah no it it totally made sense I think I can really relate to so much of your story um uh yeah black blackouts were also frequent for me I, I think I I remember my first blackout and it was very very frightening the next so frightening. I, I I couldn't believe that I couldn't remember yeah the night I just yeah yeah I'd I'd speak to people and I'd be like what happened like and people would be like how can you like they'd not believe me and I'd be like yeah this this ain't right but obviously I know now that binge drinking is you know especially for me like like sort of I'd say quite a lot of the time on a weekend that obviously I, I probably wouldn't eat as much like eat enough food to you know, to sort of drink the volume of alcohol you drink on a night out, that is like another thing that I've learned that does obviously, you know, with the blackouts and everything, the lack of food. And um but yeah, that was that was it for me really. And then and then yeah, then I just started, it was like I think I must have been about 37, 38. So good what's that, a good few few years ago when I started thinking that um do you know what I mean? I'm done. And I just felt, I didn't feel like, I felt like it made me feel like crap, but like I wasn't even enjoying it. You know, like it got to the point where I wasn't even, even like having a glass of wine and that, it was just, I just wasn't enjoying it anymore. Um. So yeah, so that was when I started questioning. It was, it was, a, it was around the time when I started working in the cab because obviously I, I found myself being um sort of on my own, like working, sort of thinking, you know, like sort of reevaluating everything like what am I doing with my life and all that sort of thing and um and it just wasn't aligning with where I was at either you know like obviously I started working weekends and I was sort of conscious of what I was doing weekends that didn't drink because I was obviously I'm driving for a living so that was another big thing for me as well um but yeah and then I just thought and I'm very all or nothing so I'm very all or nothing. So I'm either sort of in or out. And for me, it's just easier to be completely out. Um, and now, and obviously I have contemplated sort of like having a couple of drinks here and there. But then, but now I think for me, like obviously with the education, as you know, now I know what I know, it would be hard for me to go back. Yeah. Because <laughs> I know, because I've, I've learned so much about what alcohol does to our brains and everything else. And I'm like, do I really want to do that to myself now? And I think, no, it's had enough abuse over the years. So just what is yeah. the point? Um, yeah, so it's so funny that you um, that you say that, actually. Um, it's The education is, is so critical. And I know I'm always talking about that on my posts and things. But I think I've got to a point now where even if I was sort of offered a drink without any consequences I genuinely feel like I don't actually get anything from it Mm. um there's there's so many situations especially socially where I'm with people and maybe they're drinking but I'm just sort of in my little bubble enjoying myself chatting away to different people and every now and then I'm always aware of a thought that might pop up in my head and, and that would say god you you would drink in this situation in your old life and you know wow, I'm so glad that, that I don't drink anymore because actually what would happen if I did drink? Would, would it make this scenario any better? And the answer to that question is always no. Yeah, I, I genuinely yeah. think what it would do to me is it would start to make me quite loud, over chatty. Um, t- I'd take over conversations, could get quite dominant when I was drinking and, and in a conversation. I'd get slurry because I was a really big slurrer. Um, and, you know, there would just be this snowball effect of things that just weren't very nice. And 
Instead, I've got this opportunity to just enjoy my cup of tea, enjoy my Diet Coke, have really lovely conversations, give everybody a hug at the end of the night and come home and get my, you know, get my slippers on and have a mint tea and just feel good about life. Yeah, there's no better feeling there than that. But anyone that knows me is probably would like because I was like sort of the party one. Do you know what I mean? I was the one. Similar to you, I imagine that literally would. If I was out, you you know you're going to have a good like. It's going to be a late one. Yeah. <laughs> um, so it's been such a big change, not just for me, like, but for a lot of like my friends. Do you know what I mean? It was like it was big. It was a big change in the beginning. I've not actually had like a proper conversation with with people about like I just made the decision. Kind of obviously it was a build up. Mm. Like, but I was just kind of dealing with that myself, and. Um, yeah. So yeah, it's funny because I, did, I didn't really have the conversation with with many. It was just my husband, and then and then I made the decision, and that was it. But like you say, like now I'm always like, I always question. That's that's one of the biggest questions for me. Like, what what would it bring me? Like, is it going to bring me? What is it going to do for me? It's going to change. It's going to enhance this experience. Nothing. Yeah. <laughs> like genuinely, there's nothing that even a glass of wine will do even one glass of wine, there's nothing it, it, it will do to make this this experience any better. Better, yeah. It's, yeah, um, yeah. But obviously that's taken time for me to get to where I am. Like I'm nearly, what, nearly three years in mm-hmm. and it's not easy in the beginning. I'm sure you can agree. Like, but it's literally with, with you, it's, I think for me, like making the decision and then just sticking to it and, you know, like just going back to my why every time, which we're building. Like obviously, the the, the brain is is making new, um, what is it? Neural neural like pathways. Yeah, pathways. Yeah, yeah, every time we every time we're sort of going against that fault, it, mm. it, it they get stronger and stronger, and it gets easier and easier. So this is this is this is where I'm at at the moment, and it took me. It's taken me yeah a while to get to where I'm at, but um. But yeah, it's it's a wild, wild ride, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So you you talk about um, sort of thirty seven, thirty eight. You start yeah. to really question whether you wanted to continue your relationship with alcohol. Um, and you also talk about you know when you made that decision, it was sort of snap, and they you were on your road to sobriety. Can I ask what? What was it that sort of flicked that switch for you and that got you to make that decision? Was it anything specific? Yeah, yeah. There was there was a couple of occasions that there was one, um, like because I never used to really obviously with the kids, as you can agree. Like you, when you get a chance to go out, it's quite rare, isn't it? So obviously, when you do get that opportunity to go out, it's like all guns blazing, like sort of let your hair down and just whatever. <laughs> So there was a couple of occasions. Well, there was one particular occasion um, that didn't, it wasn't a great night and it ended pretty, it wasn't, it was quite, it was a disaster. (laughs) Um, And that for me, obviously I upset people very close to me. And, um, and that was, that was, that was it for me, I think, because I think in order to sort of make real change, you have to change your behaviours and you have to make you have to make the changes, don't you? Yeah. And I thought, and for me, it's like, obviously I didn't want to risk, because I know how I get, obviously, with with alcohol, it's like it, I could go out and it could be, I could have a couple of drinks and it'd be all fine. I could go out another time and I could be, it could just get out of hand and I could go, like, off on one and whatever else. So I didn't want to put myself in that situation again. So I just thought, you know what, this is this is it. Like, so that was it. I think that was it for me. Yeah, that there was that, that one night, and um, yeah. So that was probably because people they people talk about like their rock bottoms, don't they? But I think looking back now, there probably was quite a few of them nights. But obviously, I didn't. I wasn't in the right. It wasn't that the time for me to kind of like consider making change. Mm. um yeah but yeah I think it does it makes you do things you don't want to do don't it doesn't it, it's not do you know what I mean it's not we I think big alcohol put the blame on us but it's not 
it does what it does, don't it? And it's like, there's a lot of, um, but yeah. Yeah, I think I think that's so similar actually to to my story as well. It it, it was unpredictable, wasn't it? And and that feeling of living on a knife edge. Some days I would go out and I would just manage to keep a lid on things. And yeah. I remember almost feeling quite proud of myself, almost a bit surprised the next morning. Like, God, I, I, I drank really nicely, like a normal person. Didn't have a blackout. <laughs> in it, yeah, in inverted commas. And then other times it would be, you know, it'd be in, I'd be in an ambulance on the first day of holiday or my friends would think that I dropped into the River Thames because I went missing in London after a Rihanna concert. And it would just be carnage and, and yeah. it'd be chaotic. And, and it was the same for me. There was one night in particular, I just went too hard, too fast, made an idiot of myself, um, blacked out, you know, blah, blah, all of the above. And the next morning, I just, oh. I thought, I can't do this. It's horrific, isn't it? Yeah, I thought that's just it. It's so, like, so, like, the anxiety and that oh. feeling, it's just, it's just not worth it. It's crippling, isn't it? It is just awful. So I always hold on, like, I always go back to that and I just think, because like you say, you don't know how it's going to affect you. It could be different, couldn't it, from one night to the next or whatever. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so I just... and. And that was it. And I just thought, nah. And especially, like, obviously the kids and that, I don't want them to be... It's not, like, it's not great, is it? Seeing... <laughs> it's not no. a pretty, pretty sight. But, um, but yeah, so that was it for me. And then I... Um, and then, yeah, I actually started exploring. I think it was about, like... Must have been about a good seven months. I was kind of, like... I started, um, like, because in the cab, I started listening to podcasts. Um, and that's when I started getting all my inspiration from like sort of different podcasts and listening to just like normal people that didn't drink, you know, like it just wasn't a thing. And and then I thought, you know what, there must be like, it's normal not to drink as well. Like, um, yeah. but yeah, and that was when I started. Sports. So I think it was like a good seven months. I was like reading, I was educating myself. I was listening to podcasts. I was like, I threw myself into it all really. And then. And then once I, I think once I did that for a, about seven months, I um, I then I think that incident that that night that I've just spoke about that happened sort of within that seven months, more like towards towards the September anyway. I know that, and um, and yeah, and that was it. I just felt nah, I'm done. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So- so how did you get sober then? So you had this build up, this what is often described now, isn't it, as sort of sober curious thing? Yeah, sober curious. Yeah, because I was, um, yeah, I was very conscious of what I was drinking. I was very, you know, like sort of, um, oh, I didn't drink certain drinks, you know, like that's that thing. Yeah. Um, and um, obviously that didn't work. And then, <laughs> um, and then, yeah. So I just, and then, in, so in the beginning, I did the thirty day challenge. I just thought, let me just do this 30, let me do a 30 day challenge. Cause I've done, I've done dry January's in the past, but it wasn't, but I didn't read any, like, I just did dry January. I just winged it for like dry January. I didn't really like, you know, educate myself or read any literature or do anything. Um, but yeah, so I did 30 days and then I started feeling, then I, then I thought, oh, this is, you know, it was, it, it was all right. Like when I, actually when I, when I first stopped, we was in the middle of moving. So we was moving house. Uh, it was coming up to Christmas, obviously. It was all, like, it was pretty, like, full on. But I stuck to it. And um, and then, yeah, I started feeling I started feeling good. And then I thought, you know what, I'm going to carry on. And I carried on to 100 days. And then I started feeling more benefits. It just, they keep coming, don't they, every time. Mm. All the benefits just keep coming. Mm. And, then I, and then it was obviously, but the ch- most challenging part for me was kind of like being faced with all these emotions, you know, like that's like the emotional side of it. I didn't struggle with the not drinking, like it was, it was the emotional side of it. And I think you spoke about that before. Yeah. Um, you know, like suddenly you're starting to feel like literally everything. And it's like, <laughs> well, I felt like I was going a bit like, what is this <laughs> What's going on? I felt yeah. like I was going a bit mad. <laughs> And then you sort of like learn to navigate through all of them and 
and then you introduce different things to help you navigate them and like and then it just sort of gets easier and easier don't it as you go along um, it's, so, it's so funny actually because I remember in when I was 100 days or so in that phase and I used to feel really frustrated because people used to say oh you have to do the work you have to do the work and I thought what's the work I don't understand can somebody give me a workbook and tell me what this work is and I used to find that really frustrating and I, I think it is just as simple as letting the feelings come in and come up and just paying attention to them and starting to accept them or maybe explore them if that yeah. feels, you know, if that feels right or you feel comfortable with that. But it is only in time and then when you look back, you think, oh, okay, now I really understand what that work is. It, it is just feeling. It's just feeling. feeling all the things that we've numbed out. But I do remember before I got really into that, I was really frustrated that everybody was throwing this word around the work and I was just like, well, I'm ready to go. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was the, that was the most different. The first 100 days, I think, is so up and down, isn't it? Yeah, and yeah. Um, obviously it's difficult to kind of like because especially when you're used to like when you're used to doing the, like when you're used to drinking most weekends, whether it be a couple of drinks on a Friday. Do you know what I mean? It's that habit, it's that habitual thing, isn't it? It's like you're literally rewiring your brain to do different things. Um, yeah, and it feels uncomfortable, doesn't it? It's you. I mean, I also, but on top of that, you've got like because another thing for me that for the, in the beginning was that that. I was so scared of what other people thought. Yeah. You know, that, that judgment. I was like, oh, they're going to think this. They're going to think I'm this. And da, da, da. And it was just, it was, that was really tough for me. And I've only really like, I've struggled with that quite a lot, really. Um, but not, I think the last year I've kind of moved through that now. But it's tough in the beginning because you're, there's so much and it's like, so you're going against the grain and it's just so, some people think that, like they're like oh you weren't that bad and mm. like you get all these sorts of comments don't you from people and it's and then you start questioning your decision and it's like no like it's how it makes you feel like for me it's like how it makes you feel like everyone's experience is different just because it doesn't make you feel like that like this is how it makes me feel and this is why I'm doing it kind of thing like whether you drink one or 20 drinks a week like it doesn't matter that one drink can make anyone feel shit yeah um but yeah I've gone off on one there ain't I but no do you know what I think I think that's a really really valid point though and that's something that I do try on my own uh feed I try to push that message out there that it is about how it makes you yeah. feel yeah you know, all those times that I know I used to google do I have a drinking problem <laughs> You know, by the very fact that I'm writing those words is a big enough indicator that, that I that I do have um, a problem. But you're almost expecting this, you know, you're expecting this list of, well, if you can tick all of those things, then that's a, you know, that's that's a black and white yes or no. And that's what I got as well. People would say, well, yeah, but you're not drinking every day. You're not, you're not you don't really drink more than I do, you know, da, 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 da. And sometimes it's really easy to listen to those voices in the beginning. And I do think that they can hold you back. They did hold me back. But you're right. It doesn't matter how much you drink. It is how it makes you feel. Mm, 100%. It does. That's the thing. It's just, it's, I think if it gets to the point of, of making you feel a certain way, then it's time to sort of maybe look at making some changes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Cause, cause that that is not it's not it's not a nice feeling, is it? Like that added anxiety. Because we all have anxiety. Obviously, it's, it's an emotion we all experience. But when you're, it's just it, it's just, mate. It's just even worse, isn't it? When you're sort of when you when you're sort of hungover and things like that, and you just feel like, oh, it's horrible. Yeah. And that's that's the brain science, isn't it? As well that you know, you, yeah, you would have learned. Like you know, I've learned that. Um, when you have a, a drink, 
that your brain releases cortisol because it's trying to, you know, fight, it's seeing alcohol as a threat. Yeah. So it releases this stress hormone in your brain, cortisol. Um, and so that makes, that leaves you feeling more anxious than when, before you started. And every time you have a drink, that increases yeah. to the point where you have a binge, which was probably every single time I drank for me, having a bottle of wine at least, so you're always going to have that hangover of anxiety or anxiety as it's more yes. known um, but people don't make that connection of course why oh, well, would I, didn't. No, yeah. I didn't I didn't because I've like I've, I didn't make that connection at all especially with like sleep and that we'll come on to that one but um but yeah you don't because you don't because it's so like normalized isn't it everyone mm -hmm. You don't. It's, it's it's funny, isn't it? Unless you unless you kind of start sort of exploring it and 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 I don't know, like you you just don't make that connection with alcohol. No, unless, no. unless you educate. Because I didn't, and and before I started ed like educating myself about what it actually does to our bodies and things like that, I never I never knew any of that stuff before. Like, yeah, same. Like, same. yeah, it's um, fascinating stuff, isn't it? But um, yeah, absolutely. Um, so going back to the first hundred days, um, mm. you mentioned obviously the feelings started to come up. What else can you remember in that first hundred days of being sober? Um, it was just because I was moving and I was moving. I had a lot of stuff going on. So I was kind of like occupied, you know, like moving house. And I was, um, I think I was like, I was, I was more sort of worried. I was, it was like, a part where I was like more concerned about what other people thought for me um but then obviously I, I did realize down the line that it's that was that was my stuff like other people don't really they don't really care as much do you know what I mean but that's obviously up, what I was in, up in my head um but yeah that was the first hundred days really but then because I started like I pretty I, I immersed myself like into the sober community like I made quite a few connections online and um I joined a couple of Facebook groups and and I started going out and doing stuff like I went to um that your sober girl society does Millie Gooch she does like a dancing um event I went to one of her events when I was really early on I think I was about four or five weeks in um and I did like a mindful bar crawl you know like I just went for it <laughs> I just went in and just sort of like started doing all things like that and then yeah, just connected with people, um, like like-minded people that were doing the same thing. You know, just like normal people, like um so yeah, I think that kind of really helped me in the beginning. And then I think it was only six months, I was six months in, and then we went into lockdown. I think. I can't remember like the dates of thing. Yeah, so but yeah, the hundred days, I think to be honest, it's a bit of a blur because I was obviously moving and all that, and um yeah, I didn't, I think I probably did struggle like sort of week, like Fridays probably was my, was my day because obviously I'm used to going out and socialising and doing, even like being indoors, like having a couple of drinks and that. So it's, it's yeah, it's definitely tricky in the beginning, but like I said, it gets better over time, don't it? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think Fridays were my, <laughs> that, that was my sort of wobbly day. Yeah, it's the wow. end of the week, you know, yeah. like stressful, stressful, which is what most people do, like after a busy week, obviously stress with the kids is stress. It's that, it's the, it's that emotion, it's the emotion, isn't it? Mm. Um, you know, just kind of like, just, yeah, just numb it out. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. Yeah, just, get get through it. <laughs> yeah, just get through it, and then obviously, yes, yeah, just yeah. But yeah, and then I just and then yeah, it just get got easier over time. So, um, so, what would you say was the hardest bit about getting sober? Um, what I've mentioned before, really, for me, I think like the emotional side of it. You know, like just feeling everything. I found that quite difficult um, in the beginning, um, but yeah. But then, I, but then, once I started learning other ways to manage, you know, like manage my emotions, um, again, that got it got a lot easier for me. Like now, I'm I'm so like because you you learn you learn so much about yourself, don't you? Mm. <laughs> like 
especially through quite a few of the practices that I've sort of um, that I do daily, like that help me sort of keep me grounded and you know keep me calm and like manage stress. There's loads of different things that I do now that really like help me manage my emotions. But um, but yeah, that was that was that was a big one for me. I think like because some days were really tough. Like obviously, you know, through lockdown, for instance, when everyone was just drinking their way through it and. I see so many people like, and obviously, you know, it's not, it's not like I, sometimes you like not, not so much now, but sometimes you think, oh, like sometimes you, you miss it a little bit, don't you? But then you realise that you're not, it's not that what you're missing. It's just, you want to just sort of, you want to just tap out for a little while. Like that's, that's how what I sort of started to understand. It's like, you don't want, you don't want to drink, like I didn't want to drink as such, but I just wanted to just run away for a little, you know, like just sort of, stop like just help me get through this for a little bit if that makes sense yes um but yeah so that that was that was big for me in the beginning I think like that just navigating all of that side of it yeah Um, the emotional bit would you share some of the things you said or you've got some daily practices now would you share what some of those things are because I'm intrigued yeah of course yeah so I'll do very early on I started meditating like doing meditation um, which has helped me massively, like sort of, you know, like, I don't know, sort of for me, when I've stopped, like sort of to remove alcohol from my life, it's kind of opened up quite a lot of other things for me that I didn't even realise that needed that I needed to work through. Um, and meditation has really helped me sort of like navigate through certain things that maybe that happened when I was younger that I didn't really process. Um, so I've managed to work through a lot of that stuff um, through meditation. Um, journaling is a big one for me. Like I journal pretty much every day, even if like some days, you know, if I'm short on time, I kind of work it around me and what I'm doing sort of day to day. But even if I don't like journal for like long periods of time, I'll just do like gratitude lists and, you know, like I sort of, I, I make sure that I try and move my body like every day, whether it's a walk, like I love yoga. Um, I've started, I've, I went swimming the other day and I really want to get back into sort of regular swimming because I really loved that in the pool last week. Um, but yeah, it's just, for me, that's what works. But obviously there's so many different things that people can explore, but it's just finding what works for you. And that's, that's what works for me. Um, oh, that's great. Yeah, um, yes. but yeah, it really does help me. And obviously, I love I, I love running. Um, running's a good uh, good stress release. Yeah, good therapy, <laughs> isn't it? Yeah, like pounding the streets for a little bit. Um, but yeah, they're they're the sort of things that I kind of like. I do like pretty much every day. Yeah, um, and and those sorts of things keep you really present. Which okay. just yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, it does. It's, it's it's mindfulness. I've started doing another like some new um, sort of training around mindfulness, and it's you know like sort of bringing it into your everyday kind of activities, whether it would be I don't know like putting the washing away, you know, like just simple things, but just sort of being really mindful and not you know just being present. Yeah, in yeah. sort of everyday, it keeps you. It just keep it just keeps your um, nervous system at bay. <laughs> It does, it does. It it keeps you calm because I I um really love nature and I love being outside and I love noticing things. And that's my I've just sort of practiced and, and developed that. But um I will always notice new flowers, even on the same walk. I'll notice yeah. I'll point them out to my husband and especially to my children. I'm I try really hard to get them to notice what's going on around them yeah, and yeah. one child loves it and the other one just can't be bothered it's not interesting yeah. but they still do it and it's just like yesterday I was in the garden and the sun, I've got a really big oak tree in the neighbor's garden and the sun um shines through and it turns the leaves really bright green and I just love looking up and just having a look at that and I know mm. you know it sounds a bit mushy but um just stuff like that I think yeah. that it's just about I am here now today in this moment yes. noticing this beauty aren't I just so lucky you yeah. know it's that yeah. sort of thing isn't it it's just yeah. calming yeah. and it's soothing yeah. Um, yeah nature's a big one for me as well like outside 
um, just really long walks with a dog and like I like to go sometimes I go on my own for like a couple, good couple of hours and just walk like I just love it podcast in yeah perfect <laughs> yeah <laughs> I love it sounds like heaven who needs yeah, to go yeah. out and have wine when you could do that honestly oh I know <laughs> um so what would you say has been your biggest gain in sobriety my biggest gain I wrote a little note on this yeah so mine um I've got loads like so many that there's so many benefits but I think for me it's you know like being present for the kids in every situation um and I just like even like even things that when you go like to family parties and which is fine that I still I can still do all the things and have the best time but it's just it's just that knowing that I'm there like I'm present I'm there if anything happened like god forbid if anything happened like I'm I'm there like I can do whatever needs to be done in that moment yeah Um, yeah just being present for the kids and just yeah that's one of my biggest whys and and also um that is one of my biggest whys for the kids but also my sleep my sleep is like just next level now like I always (laughs) thought I always thought I was a light sleeper like but I think when you remove like because alcohol really does damage your sleep even mm. one glass even one glass of wine yeah which I didn't know like obviously I didn't know any of this stuff I just thought that I was a light sleeper and like just didn't really sleep like because you don't get into that proper deep REM sleep do you when you've no. when you have a drink I didn't know that either that's quite fascinating isn't yeah, it yeah so fascinating yeah. William Porter doesn't actually follow yes. any of his work I yeah. love his work he talks about yeah. that a lot He's amazing. Um, yeah, the sleep is just unbelievable. <laughs> it is. It's, it is, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's, you're the same as me, three years. Um, and it's such a game changer, isn't it? Oh, I mean, I sleep just, so heavily now. Yeah, I'm so, honestly, the sleep is just, but you just, and you wake up and you feel like, even though, you know, sometimes when you're tired, you're tired, but generally I'm like I'm quite an early bird and I wake up and I feel like yes that I feel recharged I'm energized I'm good to go like yeah even like if I get up really early I love getting up early anyway most most of the time I do love my lions as well but you just feel you feel good to go like you've had enough sleep like yeah and you, you can just yeah it's just it's a game changer it is it really is and it's it's funny as well because I think part of part of that um, is you're so connected as well to your body Mm. and how your body's feeling. And so um, nine times out of 10, I feel amazing. Like you say, well rested and like everything's functioning. okay. And then when I get a bit of an illness or, you know, if I'm coming down with something, I'm so aware of it. It's really magnified. And I'm like, oh. Some, something's off like, in something's my body. Well, yeah. yeah, I was saying this to my husband earlier because, like, I'm really funny now. Like, even, like, with caffeine, I've got to be really careful with caffeine because if I have coffee, like, to like, I'll get, like, sh- I'll get jitters and that and it makes me feel really ill. Yeah, <laughs> you know, like, even, like, some medication. Like, I take medication and it's like, whoa, no, this is, my body just can't, it's just, it's, it's just a no. Yeah, you're just you're so, so aware connected. of it. Aren't you? Yeah, yeah, so aware of like you know exactly what your body needs, and yes. yeah, it's, it is it's amazing, really. Yeah, it is amazing. Um, great. So, um, what are your three tips on staying sober? We've spoke about these pretty much the whole time, but for me, it's um, it's it's learning learning how to like manage, like sort of implementing healthy um habits to manage your emotions um is a big one for me um and I would also say like having really like having healthy boundaries so once you start sort of really sort of getting to know yourself and what you like and dislike and you know like certain situations you might want to put yourself in it's having those healthy boundaries and you know like putting yourself first in in everything really um um what was the other one I had one more mine was um yeah so what I said in the beginning you know like going back to your why 
yeah like always sort of going back to your why and sort of this is something that I used in the beginning as well it's like play the tape forward like you never know what way it's going to go do you know what I mean like is it really worth it um and I always used to think of like them really terrible hangovers and headaches and I'm like no I don't want to I don't want to feel like that again thank you um but yeah I think there's loads of things really um what was the other one I had one more it was um yeah the education what we spoke about the education was for me because when you start learning really like educating yourself about like what alcohol does to the body the brain and how it affects everything um that was a big one for me I think because you can't unlearn what you you can't unlearn all this stuff it's just um yeah yeah that's so true once you know it then you know it don't you and you're just sort of building on it every time so I'm always learning I'm always learning something different every time um and obviously the podcasts and that are really really great um so yeah podcasts are really good I always listen to podcast I always listen to probably a podcast one to two one to two a week I listen to at least yeah um just keeping yourself sort of in the loop of everything can it and yeah, so, yeah. Absolutely. And obviously community is a big one as well. Um, you know, because there is people out there that have not necessarily got an alcohol problem as such. You know what I mean? Because I would never consider myself as being alcohol dependent or uh, alcoholic is such an outdated word. But mm. but yeah, there's people out there that are sort of on a similar similar path you'll find people that are just have added have just want to make a change and you know um so yeah that's a big one I think community like-minded people and there's so many of us yeah <laughs> there is. yeah I mean I you know engage with people as I'm sure you do all the time and it just seems to be growing yeah there is this shift happening and I just I feel very lucky to live in a time where we can be really open about our truth and find people that also get so much from it Mm. yeah that's lovely I think that's really lovely I, I love those uh, tips just to summarize so um healthy habits I, th- I think that's <clears throat> I think that is brilliant I, I don't hear that one very often so I, I think that's great replacing what you used to do <laughs> you know mm. when you drank with things that are more meaningful and more rewarding and just better for you and mm. like you say that practice element just doing that enough times makes those new connections in the brain so that it doesn't feel so alien anymore um boundaries such a big one um yeah but boundaries is a word that crops up all the time now doesn't it on certainly yeah. in the sober community I used to have really bad boundaries always saying yes to things that I didn't Same. want to do <laughs> um and I I now I'm you know I've gone completely the other way I just I I, I almost say no to everything <laughs> uh, <laughs> but, you know because I'm just much more aware of my time and I I have to be choosy and you yeah. know that's, that's okay you know that's, yeah. that's okay. yeah you've got this thing it's number one it's, it's we've got to do what makes us happy like and you know there's so many things you can do in there as well but but yeah, I still go out. You can still go out and enjoy. It. That's the thing. I think people do have that fear, don't they? They're never going to be able to dance or enjoy themselves or socialize. And but the more you, it's like a practice, and it? it's like everything with this. It's the more you practice, but you haven't got to rush into anything. Like if you don't in the beginning, I didn't really do any social things because I just thought I need to just get my head around what I'm doing. Like. Um, yeah that's now like I just honestly I can I like obviously when now I go out and I'm just I can I've always been able to dance anyway but obviously now I'm sober I can dance a lot better yeah (laughs) I'm the same I'm the same I love love sober dancing yeah I did it I was so paranoid I felt like everybody 
was recording me or something <laughs> like like you say you you worry about all these people but no, no one cares no one's watching nobody it's cares it's no yeah it's and I, yeah I got married last year and um I had already done some sober dancing, uh, but I got married last year, obviously sober, and oh, I just had a, the most wonderful day. And I was the last one on the dance floor, and I was in my flip flops, and, oh. and I just, I was honestly was loving life. I had my hands in the air the whole time. It is, it's the best, uh, isn't it? Yeah, it was amazing. It it's amazing, and it's like you say, it's so much better. I did my um, I did my first sober rave because I in my twenties I was a rave I used to rave hard. And, um, <laughs> I did my I did my first sober rave a few months ago. Wow! Oh my god, it was absolutely brilliant. Oh god, I would have loved that. <laughs> I remember wow. everything, you know, like the even like little things at like the venue. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, I I took advantage of like the dancers, like the 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 music, all the things they put. Like, it was just everything was just so much better. Wow. Um, and I danced. I think our last, we got there, I think we got there about 10, 11 at night, which is so late for me because I'm normally in bed by yes, night. <laughs> so that was like, that was new to me. But, but then I think we lasted till about four in the morning. Oh, that is amazing. And I was like, I said, because I just went with a friend and I was like, I just got to a point, I was like, like I'm done. Yeah. And I, I like the legs started and I thought, I'm just forcing this now. So it's time yeah. to leave and just went and on a, like higher oh my god that sounds incredible it was that so good amazing but yeah there's loads of events there's loads of sober events I don't know if you've heard of any of them but in yeah, London yeah they seem to be yeah. popping up don't they more and more actually yeah. I'll have to get to uh, one at some point it's so fun so just finishing off your uh tip so going back to your why I think that's yeah, really, really important. Why are you doing this? And like you say, play the tape forward. Such a key skill, that one, to develop. Mm. Um, just seeing through what would happen if you did pick up that drink. Education. I'm always banging on about this as well. I just, mm-hmm. I th- it was interesting because earlier you were talking about you'd done dry January, but you just went straight back into drink- drinking. And I've done that before as well. You know, I've done a month's challenge, but you know, waiting, looking forward to being able to pick up that drink <laughs> at the end of the 30 days and, and not doing any of the sort of educational side of it. But I think when you go into sobriety with that right intention to make it lasting, that that's your that's your hope. That's where you're, yeah. you're that's what you're trying to achieve. It, it is a shift. And by doing that educational work, you know, picking up the quit lists, listening to the podcasts, immersing yourself in groups or community on Instagram and, and Facebook, you are really developing the mindset for success. Yeah, and I that's think that's, yeah, it's really, really crucial. And I think that it's it's something that I really go on about because I do think it's easy to get complacent in the first, I would say the first year, to be honest. Um, And it's something to be mindful of and to watch out for Um, by doing that daily or weekly education work. You're just, you're you're building your knowledge and you're you're growing your awareness. And I think, yeah, that that's really what lays that foundation for lasting success really Mm, mm. yeah definitely fantastic so um if you're open to sharing how can people find you or follow your journey yeah so I'm on Instagram um I don't to be honest I don't really share that that much of my sobriety journey on there um little snippets I might share some alcohol-free drinks and things like that that's normally what I share on there um but I can't remember what my handle is now. Hold on. <laughs> uh, it is. So it's at Louise Robson 22. Okay. So yeah, it's just all sorts on there. I'm very much, um, you'll see a lot of things like my family. I share a lot of things about my dog, like my holidays and food. I'm a massive foodie. So you'll see a lot of food on my page if that's your bag. Um, and a bit of raving <laughs> lots of, yeah lots of sunsets and sunrises and sea and everything else yeah so if you fancy following me you can find nice. me there. 
Sounds brilliant. Um, thank you so much for today. It's been such a wonderful chat and we've been connected for a while and we quite often um, support each other or have a little chat, don't we, on message. Yes. It's, it's so lovely to, to actually see you and, 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 to, and to actually be able yeah. to have a conversation. And I think your story is brilliant and it's it's very normal as well. And that's really what I think is going to help so many people is that it's just quite a straightforward drinking story that reflects where we are. Yeah, at at the moment. I just want to share, it's 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 my truth. It's just, you know, obviously other stuff's gone on, you know, do you know what I mean? But this this is what it is. So I'm not, and I think if if it's going to help one person, then yeah, let's do it. It's important, isn't it? That makes a difference, doesn't it? Definitely. So thank you, everybody, for listening. And uh, take care. Until next time. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. If you're interested in being a guest, please contact me directly on Instagram by sending a message to at Sassy Sober Mum. You can also find helpful tools and resources on my website, sassysobermum.com. If you enjoyed the podcast and you want to spread the love, please like, share and rate the podcast. I really look forward to next time. See you then.